Welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm Joshua Bjor, and I'm joined with Diana Martinez and Patrick Kinney from Film Streams. Hello. Hey there. And we're going to discuss the film Coming Home Again by Wayne Wang. <laughs> I've always thought it was particularly cruel that the cancer was in her oh. stomach. And for a long time, she couldn't eat. I'd taken a leave from my job in New York to help take care of my mother. My mother's specialty was kalbi. She would take a thick slab of short ribs and slice with great care so that the bone fell away. Though not completely, leaving the flesh connected to the bone. The meat needs the bone nearby, she said, to borrow its richness. Tonight would be New Year's Eve. I was going to make my mother the meal she always cooked for me when I came home from school. You don't have to call anymore. I've made my decision. I'm not, I'm not coming back. Your mother has suffered so much. I, I think we should let her go. Absolutely not. Appa, that's ridiculous. Who's going to cook? Who's going to do laundry? Appa can't even make ramen. My job is to be your son. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't, no, I can't do this. Again is a film about a son taking care of his mother, who is sick with stage 4 stomach cancer. It's based on a 1995 New Yorker essay by Chang Ray Lee, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Wang. Coming Home Again is a beautiful and delicate meditation on grief, ritual, impermanence, and nostalgia. The film is beautifully photographed and the acting is restrained and affecting. Well, at least that's my initial take. So, Diana and Patrick, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I think you nailed it. Cool. We can go home. <laughs> Sweet, Bye. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was this was such a it was a very mournful, beautiful film, and I would agree that uh, the acting is. I mean, it is beautifully filmed, but I think that the acting is is really the strongest element to, to the movie. I really appreciated the the acting and the style of the film and just like the subtle, you know, differences of like when we're in the room with the mother and in that apartment, mm. it's very cold, the camera is very still and mm. it's like a lot of blues in the color and and then when we are in the past, it switches to being handheld and there's warm tones to it. But to your point, we are dealing with a nonlinear narrative here. Yes, in a very quiet mm -hmm. narrative. Yes. At the beginning, I think it was a little bit, it took me not too long, but I, at first I didn't realize that we were jumping around through time. Mm. But then you're, you're right. There are filmmaking signals that eventually you'll see. I mean, in addition to as the mother deteriorates, as her health deteriorates, you notice that we're seeing a much, a very healthy woman mm -hmm. suddenly. Uh, and then there's filmmaking signals to show that we're moving around in time. There was a scene where at the beginning of the film, and it actually kind of reminded me of like, have you seen Beautiful Boy? 
Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. he's like on the bicycle and he's like going through all the stuff and he's like riding up that hill and just, oh and yeah. Just, oh yeah. So there's a scene where he's like running up this hill mm-hmm. in San Francisco. I think that first scene tells you where we're going with it for the, like the first half of the film. It's going to be like kind of the most emotion you're going to see out of the character, which like it's, it's not a spoiler. He's running up this hill. He's out of breath and then he just screams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like keeps running again and then you see these like tender moments of him just like in the apartment, like remembering the things that his mother taught him. Um, I really like that close up when he's like just slicing the meat and yeah. like trying to cook exactly like her. Mm-hmm. And you see this person in this very constrained claustrophobic room who's like not going to be able to show any of those emotions in this room mm-hmm. and at the very beginning you just see him like running wildly and kind of like screaming in this city and i just like kept thinking back on that first scene and thinking of like i don't know like how difficult it is to kind of rein in all those emotions when you're trying to do the task of like caregiving basically yeah and especially i think there's it taps into the family dynamic too it seems like there's a lot that is left unspoken between the family members that's Mm -hmm. i think just because the mother is dying those things are brought up very haltingly and then shut down Mm -hmm. so there are especially with the father yes there are aspects of the marriage between the father and and the mother who is passing away that are very painful and that you know we just get i think just one scene where they deal with how difficult their marriage is. No, there's 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 several, I think, but they're more focused on the role that she has been put into or has assumed um, in the marriage. Uh, and then there's also, like, big things bet- about, like, the relationship between... So there's two children. The main character is a son, and he's the firstborn, and he's the favorite, uh, which I think he admits, but his his sister <laughs> also just, like, throws out at him in, a, in an argument... Um, which he, and he doesn't deny it, but uh, so also aspects of the relationship between the ch- both of the children and their mother that are brought out in this that are very, uh, it's ve- they're very stilted relationships with not a lot of communication. So I think that's reflected in that first scene as well. In those scenes, very specifically, too, um, and not only with like the camera style, which is very still but also the way that the family talks to each other and the quietness of the film, it really reminded me of Ozu, just Mm -hmm. really inspired by like Ozu, I feel like. Yeah. Especially with the ritual, like the little things that, that people do, like the cutting the meat, the, um, when he's like making coffee or tea, just like those little things that you do Mm -hmm. in life and you still have to function and be a human being in between like, dealing with all this massive amounts of pain and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and sadness and grief. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really loved about this film because it was so hyper specific at times and like it's based on Changri Lee's short story and he had a hand in writing the screenplay and it's, uh, an autobiographical story. It's a personal essay. Yeah. You know, so you really see that those details are there. Mm -hmm. And I think, you just personally speaking, I think one of the weirdest things about going through a process like this and about grieving is like all the everyday things you still have to do mm-hmm. yeah. and like be a person mm-hmm. and like go through a drive through, have like random conversations with friends in the middle of the street about how yeah. you envisioned your life to be 
you know, by the moment you were mm -hmm. 30 or whatever. And it, it's just like, it's such a like mind meld. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's taxing. You could really see that this was, th these were people who understood um, the kind of cognitive dissonance uh, that happens during a moment like this, but it's not like dramatic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all these like subtle things. And and towards the end, especially in the New Year's, there are some pretty dramatic scenes with mm -hmm. the sun, but yeah, right. but it's so, I think that the camera giving them space like really helped with dealing with that in a way that didn't feel like you said, yeah. like maudlin or something mm -hmm. like that could have been very much like a, you know, 40s melodramatic film. Yeah. With, it's yeah. human. Yeah, it is. And I'll say like the Ozu thing is great because he is like the master of the domestic mm -hmm. of, of just of the, yeah, of capturing domestic scenes. And so I think it, I, I was inspired to go and read the original essay, which is great. I would recommend it. Um, it is, you know, it is mostly the focus is on food. So I think what reading that brought out is that he is doing all of these, he is making food for the family while he's nursing his mother, which is something she did. Mm -hmm. So it not only touches, it touches on gender roles in the essay more, uh, and also on just like the reversal of caretaker and caregiver and that again, there's like a lot of unspoken things in that relationship and food was a way that she communicated to her family, communicated love and care. So for him to be trying to take that on and also not knowing what he's doing as a caregiver yeah. mm -hmm. of his mother mm -hmm. and then not knowing how, what he's doing in the kitchen is very, I think that's a strong parallel in the essay that I really, in that context, really like looking back at the film in that way. Well, I'm curious if the essay and the film line up too and the fact that he pulled himself kind of out of his career trajectory too. Whereas like his sister is obviously very much like career focused. Mm -hmm. She's like very yeah. much in a business suit and whatever. And in the film, like he's very much like pulling himself out of that and taking care of his mother and like making her food and all that stuff. And the dad's kind of absent. So it's almost like the parents had the traditional gender roles and then the siblings like, kind of mm -hmm. flip like flip right. them around. Yeah, I'd say that there are some very significant divergences between the essay and the, and the film as well, uh, in, a, in a way that I thought was very interesting having now experienced them both. But yeah, that, I would say that that is an added ripple of the film. It really is like a meditation. Like you have to be in a specific mm -hmm. mood. Yeah. And maybe have some like tea with you or some coffee or and just like settle in and just kind of like I watched it with noise canceling headphones on because I couldn't be in the theater, you know? So mm -hmm. I put it on my TV, put on my noise canceling headphones and just like sat there and watched it. And like, if I ever want to get through like an Ozu film or like anything from, you know, like Tarkovsky or anything like that, I have to do that or I just can't make it through the films. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so with that, mm -hmm. we go to our film pairings section. So what other films should people watch? So my film pairing with uh, Coming Home Again is uh, the Mike Mills film, Beginners, um, starring oh, Christopher yeah. Plummer and Good choice. McGregor. Um, that was a heartbreaking film. It's about a relationship between a son and his father as his father is 
dying. Um, and, and I think also like has, has a very like, uh, like literary sense to it that the person is also like telling the story in a way that he's like trying to make meaning of like the metaphors and the symbolism around everything. And that was also a sense that I got from like coming home again, Mm. right? That like the character himself understood that some things were taking on this like significance beyond what they are. And I think part of that is like, cause I couldn't stop thinking of the character as like this amazing writer, right? <laughs> right? This like lauded writer who, um, you know, like in the moment would be like, would, would recognize the kind sure. of immensity a- of like what, what he's doing yeah. and, and the moment. Um, and I think beginners is that same way. It's a beautiful story. Um, yeah, just watch it, be heartbroken. Um, you just cut this it. part out, but the autocorrect that my phone did, you uh, and McGregor to Rwanda McGregor. <laughs> that is not him. And I was like, that's definitely not you and McGregor. <laughs> I loved Beginners. I thought that was just such a beautiful film. Yeah. I love Mike Mills. He yeah. does a good job. He does. Yeah. It's about grieving and mm-hmm. the whole process of that. And as, as far as those, like, kind of cute, like, uh, move, like, teenage indie films like from the early aughts like sure. thumb sucker by mike mills is probably like the best of them mm. yeah. <laughs> i've not seen that one it's no mike mills is a great director he's really good at feeling yeah he's good at feelings yeah at these like interpersonal feelings how people feel towards one another i'll um, never forget this scene in thumb sucker the first time i watched it and they put him on like uh adderall or something to deal with like his ADHD or depression or I forgot exactly what they put him on. It might've been for depression, but there's just a scene where they're asking him how he's doing with his new medication. And he's like, well, it used to be a struggle to get up and put underwear on in the morning, but (laughs) now it's pretty easy. (laughs) Same. I guess I'm there. (laughs) All right. So whatever he's taking is what I need. (laughs) Um, so for my recommendation, I'm also going to trade one very tough movie for another. Uh, it's a movie called James White that came out maybe in 2014, starring Cynthia Nixon and uh, Christopher Abbott. It's another story about a son and a mother dying of cancer. It's one of it is one of the most. There's one scene in it I would mm-hmm. say that's one of the most emotionally. It's one of the most amazingly acted scenes I've ever watched, and it is, <laughs> it's an experience. It's a real experience, but uh, a lot of similar themes. It's, it's um, yeah, a son who, it's focused on the son, and I will say, here's a caveat. I know that there's people who are not interested in this, but it's very much like a macho kind of grieving thing where it's like, yeah, I might drink too much, but like... <laughs> Not everybody's cup of tea. And I want to say that I know that. But I would recommend it for the one scene, the emotional climax of the film, which you're not going to see coming. And it's just truly, truly remarkable. Uh, Cynthia Nixon and Christopher Abbott are both totally incredible actors and they're Mm -hmm. great in this movie. So my choice on... Also, James White is really good. I like that movie too. (laughs) That like production group... Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, they did like Simon Killer and uh, Martha Mar- Martha Marcy May Marlene and a mm-hmm. bunch of other really good films. So I like I like what they're doing. But my pick is Tokyo Story by 
Yasujiro Ozu. Um, it's just another film that deals with, it's a little less like specifically dealing with disease, but more just Mm -hmm. dealing with like aging and, and the process of life, you know, like Mm -hmm. these two, this elderly couple is at the end of their life and the relationship, you know, the way that they grew up and their traditions are just very different than their children who they go to visit and it's just definitely one of those films that's full of just humanness Mm -hmm. and all of Ozu's films are but I think that that's like the the one film that really kind of stuck out to me and and, uh when I was watching this um I totally see that yeah yeah yeah, I think, you know, so many, like, yeah, again, like, Ozu in the domestic scene. So, you know, uh, one thing that, if you're not familiar with Ozu, one thing that you should know about going into Tokyo Story that is that every shot is a perfect shot. <laughs> um, they're all so meticulously and beautifully composed. Uh, and, you know, Wes Anderson is accused of, you know, yeah, totally ripping yeah. him off, which I think is a f- perfectly fair. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where it's like, uh, when it's I also first... Like- Okay, well, yeah. so you're learning from one of the best filmmakers. Right. Ever. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Shame Great on you. observation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's known for symmetrical shots, yeah. just like, and just, you know, like a great scene will just be like a cat cleaning itself yeah. while like a tea pedal, a teapot just is going off with no, you know, not mm-hmm. like screaming, but like steaming yeah. with uh, waiting for somebody to come get it. Yeah. And, you know, it's the literally mundane. like, yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's literally like people dealing with a lot of times very tragic situations, mm-hmm. but then they're just talking about the weather. Mm-hmm. Life happens. Or yeah. like, and it's exactly like yeah. in this film, like when they're just like Dealing doing with those life. mundane everyday things that like these things don't stop just because yeah. something. Yeah. One like of the other ones that. All oh, consuming is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do love Tokyo stories about the older people too, which mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, nice. We're dealing with, we've all, you know, been talking about ones that center the, the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other one that kind of stood out, but only for like the food and and to deal with like uh, a tough situation was another Ozu film. But I just wrote both of them down. I thought Tokyo Story was more apt for a suggestion, but the other one there was a really important scene at the very end of this film called "The Flavor of Green Tea Over Rice" mm. that very much reminded me of a lot of these cooking scenes. Coming Home Again is available on film streams at home. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure. For Film Streams, I'm Patrick Kinney. And for Film Streams, I'm Diana Martinez.